Welcome to the Fear and Greed Afternoon Report for Tuesday the 20th of June 2023. I'm Sean Aylmer. Every afternoon we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 rose at 1% today to 7,358 points, the highest finish since April 20. That's seven sessions in a row of increases. Energy, real estate and financials were the best performers today. Woodside and Santos both rose by more than 2%, while BHP, Commonwealth Bank, National Australia Bank, Westpac, Woolies, Aristocrat Leisure, QBE, Brambles and Zero were all up more than 1%. Of the top 20 stocks, only CSL and Goldigan Newcrest Mining were lower. Fund manager Magellan was the ASX 200's best performing stock, rallying nearly 6% helped by the strong markets. Lake Resources was the worst performer, diving another 20%, the same as yesterday, after its lithium project in Argentina was delayed by six years. In other corporate news, Star Entertainment was spared a major tax increase by the New South Wales government. That's the good news. The bad news is that a deal to sell some of its Brisbane casino and hotel buildings fell through. Its share price ended down more than 3%. Story number two, plenty going on in Canberra this week. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese today said the referendum will be held, that's a voice referendum, will be held sometime between October and December. The Albanese government also said it will commit a further half a billion dollars from the Northern Australia Infrastructure Facility to help kickstart a critical minerals processing industry, which it claims could create $134 billion in new economic activity and 262,000 new jobs by 2040. And Communications Minister Michelle Rowland has asked for a briefing about the job cuts at the ABC announced last week. One high-profile journalist to lose his role is Andrew Probin, the political editor of the National Broadcaster. He was, reportedly, let go because he filed mostly for the TV news and not across other mediums, something his colleagues disputed. Rowland said the government had boosted funding for the ABC and put in a five-year funding plan. Ultimately, the ABC is independent, she said, but she still wants a briefing. Story number three, another day, another retailer warning that sales are waning in the face of the cost of living crisis. Today was General Merchandise Store Best and Less. Best and Less said sales had slumped 13% and its half-year profit is expected to be as much as two-thirds lower due to heavy discounting. The company is currently under takeover offer from billionaire entrepreneur Brett Blundy, and that saved any major sell-off in the thinly traded company today. So we've had West Farmers, Treasury Wine Estates, Domino's, Baby Bunting, Michael Hill, Maggie Beer, Dusk, now Best and Less, warning of a slowdown. Reckon it really is happening. Story number four, wind farms, along with solar, are often the answer to renewable energy questions, but the economics of building them doesn't always make sense, according to consultancy McKinsey. Australia needs to double the number of wind farm projects, but they are providing marginal returns, becoming more expensive, and there aren't enough transmission lines to connect the farms to the consumer. McKinsey partner Peter Lambert, speaking at the Australia Energy Week Summit, said just 40 gigawatts of utility-scale renewables, including solar, will be delivered by 2030 at current momentum versus the 50 gigawatts that's required by the end of the decade. A final factor holding back wind farms is a lack of power purchase agreements, deals with big power users to secure electricity supply at a reliable cost, which in turn helps developers secure funding to build the wind farms. And finally, story number five, legendary investor Warren Buffett is upping his stakes in five of Japan's trading houses, which he first bought into earlier this year. 
in a sign of confidence about the country's economy. Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway now owns an average of 8.5% in each of the conglomerates, which do everything from gas trading to salmon farming. According to Bloomberg, the groups announced a surge in profits last fiscal year on the back of higher commodity prices and the weaker yen. Buffett's endorsement, combined with signs of stable inflation and better shareholder returns, have helped push the Japanese stock market to a 33-year high. Berkshire said it plans to increase investments to up to 9.9% of each of the five Japanese firms in coming quarters. That's it for the afternoon report for Tuesday, the 20th of June, 2023. Michael Thompson and I will be back tomorrow morning with a Wednesday edition of Fear and Greed. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your evening. <laughs>